Hey everyone, welcome back to The Debrief. My name is Heath Monsma, and in this homecoming episode, we will be taking a deep dive into the bonfire. What did it used to be like? When did these traditions arise? What is it like today? And how do students feel about its current state? First, we spoke to some Hanover residents, many of whom were alumni, at a recent town hall meeting to see how they were feeling about this year's fire. Okay, so Sue Reed in class of 81. Oh, I think they're lovely students. And do you have any thoughts on Hanover, uh, the Dartmouth's annual bonfire? And it's shorter than it used to be. Uh, it burns cooler. It's not as dangerous as it used to be because you used to have to really watch because it would fall over on you if you didn't really watch. It's not as hot. Should we keep doing it? I think so. You know, it has some environmental downfalls. I'd, you know, I'd be happy with less railings around it, uh, but I understand the reason. Touching the fire thing is just so unsafe. My name's Jolyn Salazar-Kish. I'm class of 88. My brother's class of 99. We love Dartmouth. Um, and the bonfire is a, is a great celebration for homecoming. It's it's sort of the highlight of the fall term, but the, the community really gets involved in it too. You see a lot of people with strollers and kids and. Um, you know, everybody really looks forward to it. It's not just a Dartmouth thing. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things that I like about it, is that it's a chance for the community and the students to actually interact on the green at one time. And so that's one of the nicest things of, of, the, of the bonfire, I think. Sure, my name is Rob Hausman. I'm the Director of Planning, Zoning, and Codes. And uh, the bonfire is one of those that we sign off on. So we have a role to play at permitting and monitoring and making sure everybody's playing by the rules. And my experience with the modern bonfires, it's actually pretty low key. The community as a whole likes to turn up and watch, and you know, I think it's uh, well received in general. And would you say that it's gotten significantly stricter over the years? Oh yes. For the class of 26's homecoming, a major emphasis seemed to be placed on safety through restriction. To get a closer look at why this evolution happened and exactly what precautions had been put in place, our producer Jack Coleman sat down with Hanover Fire Chief Martin McMillan. I look at at the bonfire as a structure fire. Okay, you take you build this basically um, log structure um, that is equivalent to a two and a half or three story family, you know, single family home. It's filled with um, combustibles. The issue is people. So the yeah. the people, and sometimes thousands of people, right? Um, so in the old days, um, people would come in, they would circle the bonfire a hundred times plus whatever your year was. Mm -hmm. So a lot of ex people that were working those events would end up ruining clothes and burning um, burning holes in their clothes because of the the, the embers. So. The exposure is is people. I can't believe a colleague of mine, if you said, I want to build this type of structure and I'm going to put it in this location and I want 1,200 people to run around it for you know for an hour and oh by the way a lot of them are going to run up and touch the fire. I don't think anybody would give you a permit. So so keeping that in mind and, and I talked to Emily about this. I also respect the tradition. So the yeah. the conflict that we had historically was with people wanting to touch the fire and then doing it to a degree where I think it was in 2016 the bonfire started to collapse and we had a person laying down within five feet of that with a DSS officer. So where do you see the bonfire going in 10 years? 
You know, um, I think from my perspective, as long as the college wants to go forth and it's safe and it's part of a tradition, I, I have no issue um, fully supporting that. So I I never required the the college to urge this is how I want you to make the bonfire safe. Basically, what we said is, if you're going to have the bonfire, we're going to establish a, a collapse zone. The collapse zone in the fire service, basically, we take the height of a building, right? Um, yeah. Multiply it by 1.5. We never required them to put a fence up. We never required them to do anything. That was the college coming up and saying, we need to have a deterrent so the kids don't run in and touch the fire. We all have um, have kids that went to college. We went to college. Um, we, you know, when people are running out of a burning building, we're running in, right? And the last thing I want to do is see a Dartmouth get hurt or maimed for life or, God forbid, killed. And that's really where we're coming from, if that simplifies it. Moving away from the perspective of the town, I sat down with associate news editor for the Dartmouth, Adriana James Rodel would research the history of the bonfire from a student perspective, which spans from its beginnings in 1888 all the way to today. The bonfire has been going on for 134 years now, right? Is that the mm-hmm. right number? Since 1888, 1888. yeah. yeah. Uh, so can you tell me a little bit more about how it got started and sort of the process through which it got formalized as an event? Yeah, so the first Dartmouth bonfire took place in 1888, like you said, um, and it was lit in celebration of like a victorious baseball game. And then for the next seven years, um, kind of like all the classes like kind of went to celebrate this bonfire after other celebratory games. Um, but then Dartmouth Night was established in 1895, was started as just some, like a bonfire kind of like for fun and then I guess people enjoyed it and they continued and eventually transformed it into something that was like a tradition. So then from Dartmouth Night um, onto the homecoming bonfire as we, we know today, when did it kind of get that association? After the completion of Memorial Field mm-hmm. in 1923 and kind of like the football program getting traction at Dartmouth, um, that's when the transition really started. So by the 1950s, the college began to schedule the Dartmouth Night bonfire and like in coordination with the homecoming football game um for the same and then in 1961 dartmouth night then became renamed like the homecoming bonfire so the bonfire has not always looked the same over the years either it's gone through various structure and size requirements tell me a little bit about that evolution yeah so naturally when you're deciding to build a very tall massive bonfire you're gonna run into safety concerns and security issues Mm -hmm. so since it's since its beginning, they've had issues. The college has had issues in that. For example, the class of 1979 decided to construct the bonfire to be 100 tiers. Pretty <laughs> ambitious. Too tall, too, it's too unsafe, like problems are going to arise. So I guess kind of like the aftermath of that led the college and like continuous safety concerns from then in 1988 to have a height restriction to 60 feet. So I'm assuming the 100 tiers was well above 60 feet. Mm-hmm. Um, and they also incorporated using eco-friendly wood. The bonfire's three-tier geometric structure between 1995 and 2015 didn't change. So uh, tell me about how it changed after 2015. So I think the catalyst of it changing was in 2016, in particular, there were a number of, like an increase, like a number of students who were trying to touch the bonfire and there was really nothing stopping them from doing that. Even in like before then, um, like in 2014, 
Um, two students tried to touch it in 2015. Two safety and security officers were injured, um, in addition to approximately 75 students in 2016, and then fewer than 10 in 2017. So it was just kind of like a pattern. There were like serious discussions between the town and the college to change its structures. Professor Van Sitters actually convened a 12-member committee in the summer of 2018 to discuss a redesign of the bonfire when they were, when the town didn't. Um, give them an outdoor activities permit. Mm -hmm. So they're kind of forced to, well, if we want to continue this tradition, then we have to do something. They gave the bonfire a higher volume of wood than the previous one, um, which means the wider portion of the fire is now taller than the previous design, while the narrow portions are shorter. So you mentioned uh, the outdoor activities permit that the uh, town of Hanover needs to give to Dartmouth every year. Mm -hmm. uh, can you talk a little bit about that relationship between the college and the town of Hanover? The Hong Kong bonfire has always been a little bit contentious, contentious topic between the town and the college, especially before the changes in structure. The Hanover Fire Chief Martin McMillan plays a role in signing off on that outdoor activities permit, and he was just saying like after that, after 2016 in particular, they were so upset, um, kind of with how the the bonfire was hosted by the college in terms of like there was no safety surrounding it, etc. Um, but since, at least he was saying, since that, um, in addition to visitors, he was saying this too, that since the changes in 2018, the relationship between the college and the town has been strengthened. So a big part of that uh, change was not just the changing of the structure, but also kind of the el elimination of some of the traditions that had been around forever, whether that's the touch of the fire, or the insults, or um, the running laps around the fire. Do you have a sense of how much the school misses those traditions? Drawing on like my own experiences too, mm -hmm. I think there was some maybe disappointment that we couldn't run around the bonfire last year, but we're a new class, so at least a 25, so there was just, oh, wow, we can't run around it, but who really cares? Um, and I think as there are new classes coming about, they're not traditions for them, if that makes sense, because they don't have kind of the upperclassmen to say, like, oh, this is how it was before. For example, there was a 26 I spoke to, and he was solely just stating that he's really excited for the bonfire. Finally, after the fire had burned its way to the ground, we gathered a handful of 26 voices to debrief, pun intended, them on their experiences. Um, honestly, I just don't get the point of the bonfire. It was definitely cool that there was a large pillar of flame uh, in the middle of the green. I love that the bonfire was built in a day and was demolished in a day. Okay, so I ended up not going to the bonfire, but it's kind of complicated. I mean, for me, I came to the school for reasons other than its traditions, so I don't really feel the need. I was a little let down by the lack of derision from the upperclassmen. I was really expecting to be just brutally sworn at and also, yeah, only doing like two thirds of the circle. You know, not what I was hoping for. Hope you all enjoyed this episode. Stay tuned for more debrief content this term. There are a few people we want to thank in the making of this podcast. Thank you to the 26s and Hanover residents who spoke, Hanover Fire Chief Martin McMillan and our colleague at the Dartmouth, Adriana James Roydell, for amazing interviews. To our producers, Abby Hughes, John Zavros, Brian Penny, Jack Coleman, and Eliana Stanford. And last but not least, our executive editor, Lauren Abbott.